every Wednesday, Brett, this stampede that's going on in the transfer portal is wild. We knew that. Not not necessarily shocking. Where is this going in the yeah, future? Morning, Bill. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, and I hope everyone's having a, a fun commitment down there in Nashville. I hope it's been a good time for the listeners and you and everybody. Um yeah, the transfer portal, every time we talk, it gets bigger and bigger. Uh, it's now the third or fourth season of this. Uh, it's a bigger carousel than ever, especially at the quarterback position. But basically, it's just a full reset. It's uh, Everyone hops in, checks their, their values, sees what positions are out there, and, and uh, finds a different, you know, different chair in the musical chair. So where is it going? I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. It's just part of the new era here combined with NIL and, and the free transfer policy. I'm just wondering, what's the peak? Uh, is there <laughs> every year the stakes get higher and higher and more money is going to be demanded? I'm just wondering, where's the bubble? Is there a bubble somewhere? Yeah, that's a good point. I thought that we would have hit that by now. I thought that after a couple seasons, um, the boosters, whether it be individuals or companies that are paying these big, uh, these, these big sponsorship deals and NIL packages, I thought that would have tamed down a little bit, um, you know, to see what, what certain players are really worth value wise to a team. Um, and it just seems all over the place. I mean, some schools, are, the quarterbacks are going to be making millions of dollars. Um, others starters are smaller numbers. So it's just, it's crazy. I thought it'd be, the bubble would have burst by now, but it seems like there's just an endless flow of, of cash coming in for, for recruits, for players, for transfers. And, um, it's just a more direct way for fans to get involved now, seems like, which <laughs> the cat's out of the bag, and I don't know if it's ever going back in. West Coast Sooner says, Bill asked Brett, does he have an underrated bowl matchup coming up? Uh, oh, I mean, I, I'm so focused on the playoff right now. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it where he's at there, Oklahoma. I, when I, that matchup came out with Oklahoma versus Arizona, I was really intrigued. Um, you know, because you're going to see Oklahoma coming off their second uh, bowl season there, uh, 15 bowl practices for a transition program, a Brent Venable's second season. Um, I know they lost their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, um, and I don't know how many starters and all, but still, to see Oklahoma go against Arizona, a red-hot team, Jude Fish, one of the best coaching jobs in America. I had him pretty high up on my uh, my Robinson Award ballot. He was the best head coach of the year. I was really impressed with his turnaround. Um, last year, he had turned around the offense. This year, he balanced it out with a solid defense, too, to pair with it. And uh, just one of the best turnaround jobs and one of the most complete teams of 2023. How will Dylan Gabriel plug into Oregon's offense? Yeah, I thought that's a perfect fit. Um, I thought that was one of the biggest transfers in the year. Um, and I was scrolling through on the 24-7 transfer portal. I don't know if the rankings aren't updated or something, but uh, to see him that far down on the list was kind of crazy. I think he's going to be one of the most impactful transfers of this upcoming season. Um, a guy, he was in the hyphen race for a while, in my opinion, uh, when he led that comeback win over Texas. Uh, had a lot of stats in September and October. Suffered an injury, missed a little bit of time, but uh, this is as good as it gets uh, at the college level for transfer quarterbacks. So he's going to fit right in at their bow Nix's era ends. And, um, yeah, we're going with a huge win so far for next year. 
I saw also, speaking of West Coast Sooner, Dion Burks, receiver from Purdue, is now heading to Oklahoma. He is a, I would say, nationally an underappreciated weapon. Yeah, that's a huge haul right there, a huge win for Oklahoma. Uh, you talk to guys in that Indiana footprint, the Big Ten footprint, they'll tell you that that is a huge one. And, uh, yeah, maybe not on the national scene, but uh, that, that's going to be a game changer for Oklahoma's offense. So, a huge one there. Riley Leonard confirmed himself on Tuesday he's heading to South Bend. Your thoughts there? Yeah, well, they hit an ACC quarterback last year in the portal. Looks like they got another one here, Riley Leonard. Very complete season. Two years ago, uh, you know, that was part of the big Nike-Elko turnaround season 2022. Uh, that was really what, what, what catalyzed their own offense. And they found Riley Leonard to get him the keys to the offense. Um, he got it done in the air with his legs, too. He was able to extend plays. Um, great stats were posted 2022. I know he missed some time this year, but just look at the games he started. I was very impressed with him both seasons. And, um in terms of the transfer market, I think that'll be one of your one of your best ones to come around this, this cycle. What was your thoughts on Nebraska year one with Matt Rule? And then there's some news out there I want to throw at you to get your questions answered as well about Nebraska. But year one with Matt Rule. Yeah, well, um, I think the goal was bowl season. I think to, to snap the bowl streak, I think it's been now six or seven years without a bowl for them. That was definitely uh, on the table, and they blew it there in November. I mean, they were 5-3 and three and had several winnable games late in the fourth quarter where they had leads. Uh, lost them all by a score. The uh, Maryland game, the Wisconsin game, the Michigan State game, even Iowa, uh, even the opener Minnesota. Those are five close games they could have or should have won. They had some stability at the quarterback spot, uh, cutting down on turnovers. Turnovers continued. So if they're able to sign one or both of these big quarterback names uh, for your transition there, uh, that's going to be huge. And uh, to grade Matt Rule on his first year, I think it's a solid B. I think uh, he fixed the defense completely. I mean, that, that hire of Tony White, he aced it at defensive coordinator and was able to retain him for 2024 and beyond with a huge salary. So um, that's the best Nebraska defense I've seen since the two years of t- 2009, uh, Prince of Mucamara's team in 2010. Uh, the Polini Peso defense. So that, that's a, a huge improvement there. Offense has to be fixed, and it looks like they're making moves. There's a lot of talk about Kyle McCord and Nebraska, and then in recruiting, Dylan Rayola rated the top quarterback in the class of 24, who actually moved to Georgia to play his high school season, was committed to Georgia. And, again, he's a Nebraska legacy. His dad, Don. Um, Dominic Rayola was a center there back in the day, a heck of a player, all-American player, also a pro. And then his uncle, Donovan Rayola, is the offensive line coach there at Nebraska. That would be, publicity-wise, huge for Nebraska. Absolutely. Uh, I remember this recruitment about eight months ago, back before the season, um, and it was really between those two teams that you mentioned, Georgia and Nebraska, a couple others in the mix, USC, I think, was, but... But, yeah, it came down to basically the legacy team where he'd be Mr. Nebraska versus the, the current dynasty, Georgia, where he'd be one of many competing for a, a starting job at the premier program. So, And Georgia won uh, the first round. I, I forgot about it, really. I thought it was over and done. 
but now last week really it got hot where it's it's opening back up. He's taking an official visit, I think, to Nebraska. Um, and you just know they're going to throw everything they have out of it. He's going to get the, the A-plus visit, uh, all of the possible NIL deals and all that. And behind the scenes, I'm sure we'll be working. And, uh, yeah, because that would be a, an absolute program changer for Nebraska. They've been waiting for a break like this for a long time. And not to overlook the McCord news, which I think would still be big for 2024, but this landing Rayola uh, publicity-wise, like you said, and the way that these five-star quarterbacks have a domino effect of you sign him, then all of a sudden he wants to bring all his five-star receivers with him. Lyman want to block for him. It's just uh, it, it has a magnet effect where people want to go play with the guy. So uh, I can't wait to see how that unfolds. And if he does sign with Nebraska, if there's a domino effect coming in, that they could really use a talent influx like that. Brett Ciancia, Pick 6 Previews. The Texas U-Dub game will take how many points to win? Yeah, well, it's it's going to be high scoring, I think, but don't overlook Texas's defense. I think it's one of the best defenses in the country, especially that defensive line. I mean, you have a couple of All-American candidates there. Devondre Sweat, he's winning uh, all kinds of awards there on the circuit and certainly deserves it. A nose tackle, he's very uh, statistically involved as a nose tackle. A lot of times you don't see that, but he's making tackles himself, sacks himself. So, yeah, defense is going to be huge for Texas. Um, can Washington get it done. Can they win that matchup? Can they establish a run game with Dylan Johnson and the O line? The pass game we know they're gonna they're gonna hit their passes. They're gonna hit their explosives. Uh and I think Texas will as well on their end because they have a great stable of playmakers at receiver and tight end too. Uh two great offensive minds going at it. So yeah, while it will be offensive, I think that whatever defense makes enough impact plays, I think Texas right now in that category, but uh still want to break it down a little bit more. Yeah, I think stylistically, that game could certainly get into the 30s, up in the 30s. And I think the Alabama-Michigan game is more of a 24-21 type game. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and one last thing on that other game, it's two of the best play designers and play callers out there, too. I mean, the way that Sarkeesian uses motion pre-snap, uh, gets his playmakers in, into space, creates matchups. Uh, that's Tavion Sanders, the tight end. He's a weapon, so... Uh, and look at what Kalen DeBoer and Ryan Grubb, uh, you know, one of the best coordinators in the country. So, yeah, and then with Alabama-Michigan, that'll look more like an old Big Ten game. I think that um, that's been Alabama's formula. Nick, Nick Saban's been talking about this for over a year, how he wanted to transition back to uh, the mid-2010s, those kind of teams from Alabama, where it's power run game, ball control, and defense. Um, now Jalen Miller has been a pleasant surprise. He's really evolved as the season went on into a Heisman finalist. They're fifth place in the Heisman. Uh, great season by Milrow, great development within the season. Uh, Michigan, yeah, the defense is stout. Their offense has struggled, though. People don't want to talk about since Connor Stallions left the program, J.J. McCarthy has one passing touchdown over five games, had 17 in the seven before that. So um, the pass game has really slowed down. The offense itself in general has slowed down. So, yeah, look low scoring in that one. Brett Ciancia, pick six previews joins us i know we've talked about it but this could be this could go down as nick saban's best job ever all those championships included yeah it's a different one for sure because uh you know the front end of his dynasty it was all about talent acquisition it was it was pulling in the best of the best every single year and getting them to compete against each other every day in practice and you know iron iron shot iron 
Um, then the middle part of it was since they were so good, he was losing coordinators every year. So the ability to restock his staff and keep the same uh, Alabama standard throughout, that was also impressive. Uh, sprinkling some undefeated seasons in there. Then the, the uh, evolution on offense that he made, opening up his offense, modernizing, uh, bringing all those first-round NFL receivers in there, putting up a ton of points. There was that phase. But now just the, the rebuild and the redefining back to what worked five, ten years ago, um, you know, building around an offensive line that struggled early in September, building Milrow into a Heisman finalist, um, just the growth within this season, I think I agree with you, would be one of the best he's ever done. We had a ton of questions coming in to 2023, and now you, you look when the dust has settled, he's back in the playoffs. It's, it's unbelievable. Tell everybody how they can get your content, all your information. Yeah, thanks. It's Pick 6 Previews on Twitter, uh, pick6previews.com for the annual season preview book. 2024 is underway. Just some of the stats I'm running in the background while we finish up 2023. I'm really excited for bowl season and the playoffs. See you next week, sir. Thanks, Bill. See you. There he is. Brett Ciancia does a fantastic job. Top of hour to Blake Ruffino down in the boot. We'll head that way. And... Uh, 